From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Oh, hey, another one. Man, look at the frequency of these podcasts. When you're at home all the time in the quarantine, you got more time to record. Welcome to Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. I'm Matt Wilson. Mm-hmm. Love this tune, by the way. It's my jam. I rock out to it on Apple Music all day and all night. Everything now is negativity, right? Negativity, negativity. The news is negative. The companies with layoffs and furloughs and unemployment and business outlook. I know in my world, car dealerships are having a challenging time. Negative, negative, negative. It's enough to bring you down, right? And last week I talked to Calvin Brown, who's a general manager at Ferrari Maserati in Long Island, and he talked about making the best of this time. And he made some really good points. If you haven't listened yet, go back and listen to that podcast. It was with Calvin Brown from Ferrari Maserati in Long Island. It was a uh, it was a great episode. And so, uh, if I do say so myself, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, because there's been so much negativity, I wanted to do a positive podcast. With all that's going on right now, you don't really hear people that are starting a business, right? People are trying to stay in business. People are trying to keep their employees. People are trying to keep their business running until the economy comes back. And we're seeing it crazy uh, in the auto industry, just trying to keep things going. So to, to see that some people are starting a business made me think, I want to talk to these two people and find out what is wrong with them. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm kidding. Not what is wrong with them. I want to hear the story. Why are they starting a business? So joining me now on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is, are the chief wave makers at the new agency, Making Waves Marketing, LLC, Linda Richardson and Dee Dee March. Do I have that right? You yes. do. Hello. Thank you. Thanks Hi. For, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Good? We're doing good. We're are, starting an agency. We're crazy. Yeah, no, who's the crazy one? That's my first question is, obviously, with the, you know, what's going on right now, uh, you know, everybody's in sort of... Um, safe mode. Let me just get through it and see if I can come out okay on the other side. And you are taking sort of the the different approach. You guys are using this time to start a company. What, what first of all, how long have you have you, for how long have you wanted to start your own agency? Um, 5 plus years. I I I guess. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. And when we finally sat down and decided to do this and told some of our friends, hey, we're going to start an agency, one of our closest friends actually said, well, finally, you guys have been talking about this long enough. We can't believe you're just finally doing it and you're doing it now of all times. But really, it's it's timing. There's um, We both kind of lost our jobs. Mm-hmm. I was laid off actually about a month before the pandemic actually started shutting everything down. So I was already out of a job and just kind of doing side hustles with the help from Didi, um, kind of pointing out like this person's looking for help and this person's looking for help. And then after the pandemic and the shutdown happened, Didi lost her job, she was furloughed. So that's when we kind of got together and said, well, we have the time. Um, we've got the knowledge, let's go ahead and give this a try and let's build something. We sat down, we actually met before they told us we couldn't meet face to face. (laughs) We met in a park 
on a park bench with our notebooks and just sat there and wrote this mission statement and the strategy and what did we want to accomplish and what had been missing that now we could go and build ourselves. Um, and, and we brainstormed this idea and came up with a name and built a website and started writing blogs and now we're looking for clients. So I hear you. <laughs> we've got something. We've got, we, I know we have something. Didi knows we have something. Um, and now we've, we've got to, we've got to find the business. I was talking to a general manager at a, um, at a Ferrari Maserati in Long Island a couple of days ago. And he was talking to me about making the best of this time, right? So much yes. of it in business is panic mode, keeping your people, um, uh, you know, payroll, cash flow, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and his thing that he's preaching is make the best of it. Train your people, come up with new ideas, refine your process, work on your attitude. And kind of in that vein, I feel like you're like, okay, this is a situation. Let's make the best of it. It's easy to yeah. just freak out and watch the news and worry about what's going on with the world and where's my next gig going to be or whatever. But you know, you're looking at it from that positive aspect, which is probably a good start to a, to a company. It's going to come back, right? Like we're yeah. not going to be stuck here forever. And then companies are going to need the help. And that's kind of where she, Didi and I talked about was when companies come back, they're not, you know, if you've got furloughed staff or people that you've laid off, it's not automatic turn the switch on and everything happens, you've got to ramp back up. Well, we felt like here's an opportunity to, for us to come in and say, let us help you ramp back up. In the meantime, we're gonna prove what an asset we could be to a company on the marketing side of the business. So maybe they, you know, keep us too, as well as, well as ramp up some more of their staff. What about working with agencies in your past jobs didn't you like what what do you feel like you weren't getting from agency partners that you were using before you were on the now you're on the vendor side welcome to the vendor side right i'm the account director <laughs> right. at an automotive agency welcome to the vendor side it's uh it's an interesting change from being on the product side which is also where i come from so what about agencies weren't you getting that you were thinking man we could do this and we could do it well so we we come from big business, right? So we we had uh, struggled with going to multiple different people to get a product, to get our product lined up to be promoted properly. So instead of having 10 different people we have to go to to get, to get something done, we decided we could be the one-stop shop and, and give that boutique feel that we're looking for. Someone who has skin in the game, who really cares, um, who struggled with, you know, working in an, with an agency and the person that's put on our account is like bottom of the totem, totem pole that's just really there to collect the money to go have drinks after work that day, right? Didn't really take the time to understand our product that we were selling. And, and that's what's going to be really key for us is understanding um, our client's product and, and taking the time to understand what's important to each of the businesses we work with. It's taking that ownership. Like, I think that that was part of what was missing is that, you know, when, sometimes when you do work with, um, you know, someone who's relatively new to the business that's helping manage your marketing, they don't necessarily have the ownership that we would have. So we want to take that, that sense of ownership that we had in our previous jobs for the companies that we worked for uh, and turn this over and, and bring it into um, some of these smaller businesses who 
who really need somebody to take ownership and help drive that. And our wealth of knowledge, so much knowledge. Now, yeah, talk about that. I was just kind of perusing your LinkedIn pages before, and it certainly seems like there's a wealth of knowledge there. Um, talk about some of the some of the strengths that you think you can take from your uh, previous positions that um, the agency will excel at. Well, I think there are like industries that we both have some incredible experience with. You know, I came from telecom and from the travel industry and from retail industry. And Didi's got huge entertainment and sports marketing experience behind her. So you combine two of those, it's a lot of B2C marketing. And we've both been doing this for so long in the South Florida area. Like we know who to go to, who to depend on. You know, if we need, um, folks to go out and hand flyers, we know who to pick up the phone and call and say like, I need your folks handing out 50 flyers tomorrow in this neighborhood. Or if you want a mobile billboard, we like know who to call. If you want to send an email blast, you want to be on the radio, we know which stations. Um, and that's just from all that experience that we've done buying and spending um, and promoting the companies we've worked for. And the relationships we've built. We've we've become friends with those people. So if we need to, if there's a bonus, they're going to throw it our way because we're friends and they know like, and that relationship building is so important. And I think that's really what both of our careers are built on is the relationships that we've really developed over so many years. And like today I was texting with my NBC rep or my intercom radio rep and, and how important it is to be friends and be kind yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Your journey a little comes a little bit um, similar to uh, when I was reading it, I said, Oh, I can kind of relate to that. I, when I was, I worked in radio and I was very familiar with a lot of local car dealerships in the part of the part of Connecticut where I live because they all advertise on the radio station. You get to know the owners and everything through giveaways and they'd come in to record their commercials. And, and there was a couple of really nice people in the industry that I got to know. And one day I heard uh, the radio rep complaining about that car dealer's agency. They were rude. They bully their way into getting things done and better rates. And they, they said, I heard this person say, like they give this dealer a bad name. This guy, this dealer has a great reputation. He's been in the market forever. Why does he use these people? Um, and I called the guy up and I said, hey, just so your agency is giving you a bad name. You should fire them and hire me. And then long story short, months, years <laughs> later, I became that guy's marketing director for that, for that dealership. And so much of it, it comes down to relationships, right? So I was, I'm from that market. So the radio reps, the TV reps, the mayor, mm -hmm. the, you know, the uh, mayors of the different cities in the area. So much of it from an agency standpoint comes from the relationships where, you know, um, a client or a business may think, oh, I, I'm getting great rates from my TV station or cable vision or my cumulus station or whatever it is. But then when you get down to it, somebody that understands those metrics, but also knows the rep, works with them, talks to them regularly, checks in with them, has a mm -hmm. relationship um, can go a long way down the line than just simply, you know, saying, oh, you know, give me the best rate. 
or I'm going somewhere else. The relationship right. makes a huge difference long-term. A, a huge difference. They're going to call us. They're going to be like, listen, we have this opportunity. Do you have a partner or a client um, that could utilize this? They're going to come to us because of these repu- these relationships that we've built. And part of it's it's our reputation too. It's not just these clients that we're representing, but we're representing ourselves too. So we're going to do the best um, that we can for the client and for the vendor, because that's that's just going to equal success. Now you mentioned your backgrounds in travel, um, sports, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. Are there specific industries or verticals that you believe that you want to work within, or are you just looking to help businesses? It doesn't matter what the industry is. I think where we'll start is probably within those verticals because Mm -hmm. that's where we know people, but we're open to doing so much more. And we've, we've talked about this day of discovery that we would have with a potential client where we would get in and we'd understand um, them, their product, their um, customers, their trials, their triumphs, and then go and build Um, what they need to get to the next level or hit their goals. So really we're, we're completely open, but we think where we're going to kind of um, learn our way Mm -hmm. is going to be within the industry that, that we know. Um, But we're already, yeah. And we're already talking to a couple of companies that really kind of aren't even in our, um, our, (laughs) in our group. Uh, So right now, who's going to come, who wants to talk and, and, you know, who can we help out? We're open. You know, kind of when I came from the car dealership world prior to this, to the, to the agency side of it, I had the same thing. I'm like, okay, well I know automotive. All right. So that's what I'm going to focus on. But as I'm, uh, I've been with Silverback, my the agency I work at for over for a year now, I'm finding that a lot of those marketing principles, a lot of those advertising philosophies transfer from industry to industry to industry, right? And I actually like learning about the other industries. Like I have a, I work with an agency that that uh, white labels something that my agency does, and I'm working with a, a uh, one of their clients through them with one of their clients that is not in the automotive industry, and it's a whole industry that I've never done anything about. And learning about it has been really interesting. And the similarities that it has with the auto industry also has been, also has been interesting. And it's 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 making me realize that. A lot of this stuff, it almost doesn't matter what the industry right. is. A lot of it is universal. It is. It is. and I and I, like I I want to learn about different products and and different um, genres, whatever it might be. That's just going to expand our knowledge and make us better. But I think you're a hundred percent right in that if you're marketing like B two C, those same guidelines guidelines and principles are going to exist whether you're marketing a doctor's office or you're marketing the restaurant down the street. It's understanding who the customer is and what's the right avenue to get the message forward. Let's let's get into the agency weeds here, right? Because the listeners of the, <laughs> uh, listeners of this podcast, I believe are not only uh, you know, automotive general managers and dealers and marketers, but also lots of vendors and in agencies and and people like us, right? So, you know, one of the things, one of the huge expenses of agencies is always obviously staffing and salary. Uh, 
building, location, infrastructure, if you, where you are, and then travel. Uh, so you're starting this agency during a time where no one is working from an office, no one is traveling, and a lot of people are getting furloughed and laid off. So do you think that starting your agency during this time where it, it is kind of, you know, uh, the least, you know, getting things done with the smallest team that you, you can have, uh, working from home, not having those huge expenses will help shape the way that you operate going forward? Or are you thinking, okay, one day we're going to have a building and 20 people and, and have some of those expenses, or is this going to be kind of a good lesson in, you know, how to get, how to get it done without having to have all the, the all, all that overhead? Um, I, I, we, Linda and I, we, you know, we, we talked a lot about, about this talk today and, um, how video, how before I was always against video chats. Like, mm -hmm. I, no, I'll, we'll just call you. Like, we don't need to, <laughs> I think it's really changed. I think it's really changed how we all look at it. Um, we, Linda and I have been friends for, I'm going to age us, but close to 30 years. Um, so we're, we've become family. So, so this is a perfect for the two of us to start an agency together. Um, we talk on the phone constantly each and every day. I think both of us are just yearning for a day so we could sit together and work. Yeah. Um, I, I think right home officing is fine for both of us. And I don't anticipate any time in the very near future having an office, but I'm going to manifest big things for us. And maybe one day we will have an office with a whole team of staff of people who, you know, we'll let them work from home from time to time. But I think, I think what we've learned from this entire situation is the importance of, of being close and touch and that personal feel that I miss it so much. And I'm, I'm sure there's introverts who are just totally fine staying at home, but I cannot wait yeah. to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And if we could have gotten stock in Zoom before this whole thing started. Man, we'd be millionaires. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's funny, I figured, cause Linda, you look like you're in the kitchen, right? So you probably want an office. And she's in an office. Oh, no, I'm in an office. <laughs> All right, so you both, because Didi's in office there, I can see. You got Yeah, this is my, this is my nice. I, I was home officing anyway. I was a remote regional director. Okay. Um, my, my company's in Canada. Um, so I've been working remotely for about a year and a half. So I, I said this really primed me for this pandemic. Yeah. So I, even though I don't have a job, I still get up, I sit at my desk, and I work at my desk all day long. Um, yeah. <laughs> you do have a job. You're chief, uh, what was it? Chief wave maker. I share an office with a nine-year-old. Ah, so. yes. <laughs> I've got drawings and paintings on my wall. I like them. Cinderella up there. I think. But yeah, no, we have offices, and one day um, we'll we'll get together and and work face to face. Um, but I think Zoom meetings, that's going to continue. Those luncheons, people are going to want to do that. Let's meet for coffee. Like all oh, of yeah. that is still going to exist. I think yeah. big company future, they'll look at to travel differently um, and what more can be done via Zoom. But I, I think uh, for us, yeah, we're, we want to get out in front of folks and meet with them face to face. You, you realize how critical that one-on-one -on -one interaction is when you don't have an opportunity to do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can get a lot like from like my my agency standpoint, we're all over like the, the agency is in Louisiana, but we have uh, a guy in Washington, guy in um, North Carolina, and then I'm in Connecticut. So we're like kind of all over the place. I spend more time with 
my clients in person than I do with my coworkers in person because mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I work from home as well, right? Um, and you know, I'm I'm used to interacting with my coworkers via Google, we use Google Hangouts a lot, um, you know, and Slack, you know, and all, and all those communication right. tools. Um, and it is nice to get the face to face and get down to Louisiana and meet that way, but. You know, if I'm going to get out and travel, it's good to have FaceTime with your clients. And then you're able to do the relationship building. And and uh, luckily for me, I have clients in good places like New Orleans. And, you know, you want to try and strategically find clients that are in good cities. Uh, that's what we need to do. That's, yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. Good tip. Yeah, yeah. Good that, tip. That's a pro tip I'm right looking, there. I'm, I'm looking for the Caribbean, maybe the Bahamas. Yeah. I'm not looking for clients in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'm looking for people right. in good cities. <laughs> that's a pro tip right there. All right. So, so, so for uh, making waves marketing, it's been not long now, right? It's been a couple of, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, (laughs) a couple of days, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, getting it, uh, getting it set up. Um, Do you see um, the agency? Is there going to be like, okay, are you going to be focused on sort of the messaging or the mechanism for delivery of the, you know, of campaigns, or is it going to be kind of like the holistic picture of campaign? Holistic. Actually, Mm -hmm. um, we work with a nonprofit locally and they have, we have, we are officially, we officially have a client. So they've brought us on board to help with some fundraising. um, And, and it goes back again to strategy. So we're putting together a full plan for some fundraising for right now, because it's a key time period for them to really get out there they're they're doing so much help in the so much work in the community so right now it's the perfect time for them um but but we have three potential clients in our funnel and and we're really digging in to put together a solid holistic 360 approach for them that includes not not just social media marketing not just digital display you know and people people who don't understand marketing don't understand the importance of that of the journey of the consumer and you know how important it is to have that those five touch points and have that and help create that journey to convert a ticket sale or a, a consumer engagement, some e-commerce, whatever it may be that your, your final goal is. I talk to my clients a lot about mission critical things, right? It's, it's in everyone's nature, in my opinion, to want to do the, you know, the, the coolest thing or the newest thing, or somebody will talk to me about like, Oh, well, you know, sh- you know, do you, do you handle, should we be doing Instagram stories or should we be worried about a or B? And I'm like, listen, a or B, you don't have a budget for like the two critical things that you need to be worried about. So let's look at, you know, here's four or five things that you need to be doing well. And these mission critical items. Right. And then we'll talk about adding the things, the nices, the things that will be the things that will be, you know, nice to do, but aren't maybe necessarily mission critical items. And one thing that I've sort of, I'm seeing happen during the the COVID crisis here is that, um, especially with dealer auto dealers in general, is that they're realizing, okay, that's nice to do. I don't need to spend money on that right now. That's nice to do. I can get rid of that for right now. These are the three things that if I'm going to spend money during this time when I'm not going to be doing that much business that I need to focus on. Those are the things you need to do well outside of crisis time. Right. Right. Did you find yeah. when you were working with agencies uh, at your last positions, you know, I always, my thing with agencies always was I either worked with an agency who was like, they had the great messaging, great creativity, great ideas on branding and sort of the strategic message, but then they didn't have the, the media 
tactics and wherewithal to execute it to the best uh, to advantage to, to me as the client. Or the other way around. I work with an agency who had great media plans, excellent budgeting, fantastic execution. But then when it came time to be like, what are we going to say? What's it going to look like? You'd be like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to have both. Yeah. And, yeah. and I did. I think, um, Dee, if you think about, because we both ended up actually working for a resort in the Bahamas at one point together. And I think about the agency that we had there. And yeah, they could be really, really good at the image and the brand, but then taking that brand and bringing it to life and driving traffic to the website or to a travel agent to book a stay at the hotel maybe wasn't necessarily it. But then on the other hand, you know, I just, I come from a fortune 100 company. That's who I was working for when I got laid off. There were so many agencies in that avenue in that group that I don't think agency A, who was handling the media buying, and agency B, who was doing the branding, and agency C, who was doing the digital work, um, were talking. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a disconnect. So hopefully, even if we're brought in and there are other agency partners, we can try to drive the team to work together holistically so we all are are going down the same path the same messaging the same goals i talk to my clients about that a lot listen listen i don't i don't have to be the guy who handles this part of your business but at least show me what that guy's doing so i can make sure the part of the business that i am handling matches what that person's doing doesn't make sense if it's all operating separately we need to kind of uh, I don't want to handle, yeah, I don't want to handle all your business, but I want to make sure that what we're doing is complementing what someone else is doing for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So many hands in the pot. Who's the owner though? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I, I actually know the, co- cause I'm furloughed. I'm temporarily laid off in the company I work, I worked for. They're realizing all of the hurdles and speed bumps we created for ourselves and how differently we're gonna operate when we do go back to business, when, when we are back in it. I, I think upper management or the people that are still there trying to get work done, is uh, it, they're realizing that. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I think too, it's interesting when, you know, depending on what, you know, what kind of clients that you're gonna be seeking out or be, or be working with, that if you're dealing with let's say an owner or of a business or general manager or a a marketing person, if it's a business that has a marketing person, that I like working with a marketing person at another business because their eyes are usually on the full, you know, 300. I'm using a lot of hand gestures, which the listeners can't. You can see me, but the listeners don't know. I just like that. That was 360 degrees is what I was doing there. Is that to have a person on the business end that's taking a look at the whole thing having a holistic approach is helpful to the agency because sometimes a client will say to me, Oh, I don't need an agency. I have a marketing person. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. I prefer to work with companies that have marketing people because they speak, I speak their language. They speak my language. I'd rather deal with them than you, you know, you know, they, they get what we're going for and they, they, they help kind of bring it all together. Yeah. And you need that. And then if we can be that for, you know, a, a client, We'll do that. We'll we'll, we'll drive that home because it's so critical that we're all driving for towards the same goal and, and strategy. All right, let's before we let you go, uh, give me uh, give me your best uh, um, making waves marketing LLC plug. 
Go ahead, Linda. <laughs> Our tagline. Go ahead. Our tagline. We have a tagline. Oh. We make waves. We help you make waves, not ripples. I like it. We help okay, you make good. waves, not ripples. <laughs> yes. I like the ch- I like chief chief wave maker titles as well. I think that's I think that's clever. Thank you. We we worked on that one. <laughs> I like it. Not for that long though. It's only been a couple of days. So <laughs> a couple of weeks. Yes, yes, yes. But we're doing we're doing good. You know, we're talking to people even in the midst of all this. Um, we just think that there's a a lot of a lot of help we can bring to the local businesses, especially like new businesses, local businesses, tourism, uh, sports marketing, you name it. We um, we're here to help. Well, listen, we're here to make uh, waves, not waves, not ripples. Yeah, <laughs> you sh- you got to get that like um, t-shirts, t-shirts and coffee mugs. Yeah, yeah. Some sh- okay, there you go. Some swag yeah. going. Yeah, the first coffee mug. Yes, yeah, I love a good I love a good coffee mug. I will use it every day. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank very, you for having us. Thank you for your yes. time. This was fun. I really appreciate it. I hope they know that I'm serious about the coffee mug. I love a good coffee mug. I usually uh, go between my Patriots mug, which my kids got me for uh, Christmas, my Nashville mug, which I got like 15 years ago when my wife lived in Nashville, and then my big brown mug that has the big handle you can fit like four or five fingers through. Uh, I love that. Oh, and I also use the um, the mug with my with my kids on it, you know, the one where like your, your older child is smiling and happy and then the baby is, you know, crying and miserable. Those are the mugs I go between. So making waves marketing mug. Would definitely be in my rotation. They seem nice, right? I dig their vibe. I'd hire them. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. More quarantine episodes coming soon. Real soon. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.